take us in. Okay. This is the affirmation of the rebel goddess. We have the right to fully embody life in connection with nature and her cycles. We empower ourselves and others without apology or harm, aware and in awe of our united potential. We welcome the light and the shadow, knowing that divine power is at the source of both. With the wisdom of our ancestors and the hope of all future descendants, we lean into the unknown with grace. We release that which no longer serves us and manifest that which does. We make our own rules and then we may break them. We are radical and wild. We are rebel women with teacups. (laughs) Yes. Thank you more, please. (laughs) Love it. Love it. Thank you. Thank you. That was beautiful. So, hey, hi, hey, it's been a little while. How the hell are you? I'm pretty good. I got a cup of clarity sitting in front of me and it smells freaking delicious. Yeah, yeah, this is from Thistlebee. I realize I don't have a cup to put it in, like it's brewing, but I don't have a cup. There's no, um, I, <laughs> how are you going to drink it? I don't, I might just drink it for my brew thing. I don't know. Oh, we'll see. We'll savage. See. <laughs> I'm a rebel. <laughs> this is from Thistlebee. Thistlebee is um a local to Dayton, Ohio. I think she's more in the Xenia area, but I think she would probably say Yellow Springs or Dayton just to like give people anchoring points. Um, if she cannot grow it, she sources it from um, reputable places. Um, but she is very hard at work in building her own garden so that all of her items, as much as can be done in our zone. So this is Clarity. This ingredient is holy basil, oat straw, damiana, rosemary, go-to cola. Did I say that right? I think so. Go-to cola and mint. And I cannot wait. Stephanie Lane is her name, and she is one of the sweetest souls I have ever met. And I'm so glad that she has become somewhat of a friend. I know. Yeah, she's beautiful. And she's so talented. And she knows so many things. Yeah, she really does. Yeah. Okay. So mine has quite the nose on it, quite the bloom. Can you smell yours? Um, mine has a little lid. So let me check. Also, is that thing plastic? Are you going to drink this tea out of a plastic? I know. I was literally just thinking that. <laughs> I think I need to get, I do have one. I think I might've left it at the temple, um, but I do have a French press mm. that I've thought about bringing it back home because we don't use it there. Yeah. And using it as my steeper here. Yeah. And then you can make a whole bunch of ones and then save mm-hmm. it for um, iced tea and things. Yeah. Make a little concentrate. Yeah. 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 Okay. So I'm going to go for it. Okay. Go for it. Well, first it smells, I can smell the holy basil. It definitely has like an herbally, um, like bite to the nose, a little bit of the mint and I, I can smell the Damiana as well. Mm. Damiana is one of the best smelling herbs out there. I completely agree. I completely agree. And it's fun to look at the, the last batch that, um, that's at the temple, at least there's like little like corkscrewy things. There's like, like frilly leaf things. There's like little like flat bits. Mm. <laughs> it tastes good. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. I love it. A little bit of full line. It tastes good. <laughs> Quoted by Sam. 
I'm trying to, I think my water's too hot because I'm not getting a lot on my. Yeah, I'm going to give it just a sec. All right. Okay, so while that's very, do you want to talk about our birthday? Do you want to talk about how we're one year old I at the do. temple? I do. So, so we have been MIA, as you could tell. It's actually uh, a few months ago, Sam happened to look at the numbers from our, I think, seven episodes, and they're surprisingly good. So thank you to everybody who's ever listened to us. I do know a few of them a few of the people who have listened because we know them personally and they're like it's like driving in the car with you and I just love like listening to your conversation so that makes my heart like explode and we have been aching to come back and do more podcasts just because um it's just something joyful to do right like it's just fun yeah and so there has been a, a year, maybe a year and a half of quietness from us. And we have recorded podcasts, but we've not released them. And one of them, I absolutely, I've already decided we're going to re-record because my knowledge on the subject has expanded so much more. And I feel like it deserves to have mm. a proper, another proper podcast. Mm. But the reason why we have been gone for so long is we have opened a space, a place, a brick and mortar, but so much more than just bricks and mortars. We have opened a place called the Temple of the Rebel Goddess. And we just celebrated our one-year anniversary. And that is wild to me. It is absolutely wild that we have been open for one year. And it's been a whirlwind. Yeah. It's crazy. It is crazy. I keep one of the crazy parts for me is that like during for the birthday, you know, everyone keeps saying happy birthday. Like it's like, it's my birthday. Like it's your birthday. And I'm like, I wasn't, I didn't, wasn't born this month. This isn't my birthday, but then it's like, no, 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 it is like, she is, she's like this offshoot, like, like limb, you know what I mean? That is like Mm. part me, but also completely a separate entity entirely like a child. And then, but it's like the separation. Cause it's like, I feel like it is my birthday. Like, fuck. Yeah. Like I, this is like a a thing that was born. You know what I mean? That's like part me. And then it's like, I am her. She is me. Like we are one, but then we're also separate. And this, it just, it was a lot of fun. It was like, she just keeps giving gifts, even though she's supposed to be receiving gifts on her birthday. It felt like she was giving gifts. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's been a whirlwind. And now um, I still would like to release the episode that we did record when we first opened the temple. Oh, yeah, I think I think that that was a really good and it it held our intentions and our thoughts and our ideas. And what sweet little um, newborn babies we we were right. We had no idea what this what that next year was going to bring to us or offer us or teach us. So tell me, Sam, I'm going to interview you a little bit. Tell me, what do you think you have learned? Like what is, if you could take one thing away specifically that you've learned in this last year in regards to us curating and holding the space of the temple, what do you think that would be? Surrender. Mm, That's yummy. Like in every sense of the word, like, like the mundane, like, is this image, right? Is the text centered? Did I have 17 spelling errors in it again? Like, am I like, does, does, (laughs) are there 12 vendors? Everyone's got color photos, but one person has a black and white, (laughs) like it's fine. (laughs) Everything is always fine. But then like on a bigger scale of like, what, what is it that we want to be creating? It, 
it's not, it's not really even what we want to be creating. We're literally just surrendering our bodies, our minds and the space to, to let her move through us without, and that's the hard part basically is, is not getting in her way and, and just letting her freely express capital H or God, God is great mystery, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> just surrendering. Yeah. yeah. That is, that is a really good word to choose or a good feeling to choose because they're one of the things I would definitely say with me being I'm just, I'm I'm getting into it into the Enneagram with me being a one and Sam being a nine with a wing one that perfection has definitely definitely been a struggle for I think both of us mm-hmm. just general in life and life things in general but to be perceived by the public in a certain light and to be See, I guess, I guess coming out the door with, this is our very first business that we've owned. That's been like this big, right? Like we've had our little small businesses we've had, uh, we've worked, I I would say for ourselves, but through other companies, through other studios, but to come out of the gate with something so big and want to be seen as professionals, we, we leaned very much into the perfectionist side, right? Yeah. Well, and, and also too, the stuff that had never been done, like we're not opening a yoga studio. That's not what we opened. It wasn't like, oh, here's software for scheduling. Right. <laughs> thing. Here's how a website for that looks. We're like, no, 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 that's not, none of that works. So yeah. we have to start everything from scratch. So then the perfectionist yeah. has a lot of things it could nitpick throughout starting something from literally square one. Yeah. When we first started this, and this could have been something that we spoke about in the podcast that we recorded when we first opened the temple. But we were, uh, we're trying to get our 501c3 and we reached out to a lawyer and we were telling him what we are and, you know, we're in the Dayton, Ohio area. And if anything like us exists, it would be more in metropolitan areas or on the coasts or, um, you know, maybe Chicago or something like that. But he's like, I've never, I've never heard of something like this. Are you guys the first one? And we're like, we might be the first one to do this. Um, to be a religious organization, but then not at the same time. Um, how else would you describe it? Yeah, well, because we're not, it's, we're not even religious, but we, but no, it's spiritual. No. And then these yes. lines of language get us all tangled up because there's no, ex- like, if you say religion, then there's a specific dogma, but like spiritual, it's like, it could be anything, but, but all, all of it's perfect. Yeah. That's why we're rebels, baby. <laughs> Okay. So, so tell me, um, okay, wait, we'll first ask you the same question. Okay. So what did you learn in our first year? That I still have so much to learn. Mm. Like I've always known, I've always known that I wanted to be a teacher of some sort. I knew I was never going to be a teacher of little children. I like little children. They're okay. I love the children in my family and the ones that surround me, but it's like, "Mm, yeah, it's okay. However, to teach specifically from my heart to teach women um, after, as they're trying to find themselves, regardless of what age they are, but definitely when they're more in what you would consider the classic idea of adulthood. I knew I wanted to teach women specifically, and my heart has opened up to the idea of teaching to um, to men. Um, not that I didn't want to, it's just I didn't think that that was going to be my path. Mm. Um, and teaching to 
I have learned so many lessons this past year when it comes to um, people experiencing the transgender identity, people who are non-binary, people who have, um, <clears throat> excuse me, neurodivergent brains. Like I am so grateful that I get to have an up close and personal, I mean, clearly I will never experience everyday life with most of these um, beautiful souls, but the the beautiful things they have taught me or shared with me, it has taught me so much about the human uh, capacity, the human aspect, and that I will forever, forever, forever be a student of life. And I'm just so excited. And I'm, I feel very blessed that I got to learn that. And I continue to learn it. Being a student's the best. It is. I love it. <laughs> okay. So now tell me, tell me about what arises in your body. What feelings when we say the word beloved, which was our theme for our first birthday, what does beloved mean to you? So it's really funny because I have been working on this piece of poetry that I've gotten literally nowhere or spoken word, I guess you would say. Um, for the longest time. And every time you have said the word beloved, that piece of poetry slash spoken word has popped in my brain. Uh, but it's not just like the words that popped into my brain. It's the images that uh, spring to mind. And the specifically the poetry is about making love. And in my brain, the two souls that are making love in this piece of poetry are in front of this fireplace. And it's candlelit and it's, you know, dark. And it's like in, in my mind, it's wintertime. So it's like the softness, the quietness of wintertime. And so every time you say beloved, that's the, that's the image that pops in my brain. However, beloved in general is just, it's almost too big to put into words because it, mm -hmm. it encompasses so much of my body, my mind, my, um, Mm. the expanse of time like even if we only have the opportunity to truly love one person and, and that could be a lover that could be a friend that could be a parent that could be a child even if we only got the opportunity to experience that one time in life like how what an honor to be able to experience mm -hmm. that type of love it's a true honor and to stand in a room full of people who support you unendingly mm. and know that they have your support in return because mm -hmm. because there's more than enough, right? Mm -hmm. It's just, I want to see these people explode into stars. And I know that they want to see that for me and for you and for the temple as well. Mm -hmm. I feel like um, very often in our-, your, in our <laughs> I don't mean to interrupt you, but my cat, the first cat I got in 20 years is deciding to sharpen his claws right now on my desk with oh. his little box and, um, a little shithead right now. So you're mm. going to be hearing him do that. <laughs> thanks. I, thanks for listening. I can't hear him. Okay. Well, that's good. Well, well then you heard me talk about him. That's also one of my newest beloveds. I'm obsessed with this little fucker and I adore him. <laughs> and now he's trying to drink my water here. You can have that. Mm -hmm. Okay. What about you? When you think of beloved, what do you think about? 
Um, yeah, there, there's a bigness of sensation for sure. Cause it's like, like connecting with, yeah. Cause your, your beloved could be your cat, right? Like there are times where I'm at work and I just see my cat's face in my head and I just get like ooey gooey on the inside. Right. <laughs> and then like, I think about like my child, like when she like a sleeping baby, right. I have those moments. Like sometimes when she's still sleeping, I can see like the side profile of her face and she still looks like a baby that's sleeping and it like hits inside. You're like, Oh my God. Or when you first fall in love and you're like, no one has ever felt love the way that this feels and like sucks for all you dummies who don't know what love is. Like to me, that's, that's what beloved is. And I feel like, I feel like I have that for the temple and I feel like I have that for you. And in this space, I feel like I have that for me. And then being able to see all these people like burst into like shooting stars. Cause there are times there, are, that's what I was going to say when you start talking about your cat, there are these pockets in time where we're having workshop and things and people are just full on unapologetically expressing. And I'm like, you guys are so fucking inspiring. Yes. And it's like, you are my beloved. This, all this, this present moment is my beloved. I'm just in love with all of it. Yeah. And invested, yeah. At, yeah. In, invested in the way that, that you would be with your beloved, which is all in. Yeah. Yeah. That's not to say that we didn't have struggles throughout this year trying to figure things out, but damn it, True. is it not worth it? It is yeah. a thousand percent worth it. Yeah. And a few weeks ago, it's so crazy. It's so crazy. These last, I would say three years, I have intentionally been living my life through the Celtic wheel of the year and in my celebrations, but really, really, really overly aware of it this past year, because one mm -hmm. of the things that we do at the temple is, uh, we, have candlelit dinners and we do a little bit of spell work and we do, we, uh, we have an altar in our altar room specifically for the Celtic wheel of the year. And so we clean it off. And then the group of people who show up to the dinner redecorated that evening. And then as the weeks go by until the next Sabbath, we continue to add beautiful offerings to the, this particular altar, although we do it to all the altars, but I was standing, it was Solomon. And so if you're newer to the idea of the Celtic Wheel of the Year, it is nature-based holidays. It's a celebration of the different seasons, the literal seasons go through. And so Samhain, if you were to look at it as a Gaelic word, so it looks like Samhain, but it is Halloween, the, the time of Halloween, and it's the thinnest veil of the year, throughout the year, to be able to connect with your ancestors, your beloved dead. And we had so many people register that we had to add an extra table. <laughs> and I was looking down the table and I was thinking back to the very first one we did in, I believe that was in bulk, which is February 1st, which is Sam's birthday. <laughs> she was out of country though at that time. So we sent her a happy birthday message, <clears throat> excuse me. But I was thinking about it. And you know, I, I, for the very first time of us having this event, maybe uh, not just about two months after we opened, I, it was a nice crowd. I was really happy with it. And then to see, like, if we would have put two more tables on this long table, it would have been literally end to end of the room, mm -hmm. like from one side to the other. And like my heart, just seeing all of these faces and seeing more divine masculine faces, mm -hmm. it was just, it was just, it was everything. Mm -hmm. It was everything that yeah. was a moment of complete surrender and completely in love with 
time and existence because we did that. Mm -hmm. Like we did that. I'm really proud of that. Me too. Yeah. The, um, the divine masculine, it's really interesting that you bring that up because I keep recognizing like, so we dance, we dance a lot in this space. There's lots of things that happened and there's dancing and there's, I've already been aware of like, you know, the people just like, they just like get into the dance and it's like, they don't have to warm up. You're just like, Oh, I'm here. Okay. I'm dancing. Right. And it's, it's like dancing for yourself. It's not dancing to like, look sexy, like how people might be dancing in a club. Right. To like, Oh no, it's like, you're dancing for you. You're like feeling it from the inside. It most likely isn't about the way that it looks. It's about the way that it feels. But then the more we get the masculine in, the more it is like, the the truth of the matter is like really present because I'm I've been thinking in my head okay we can have a group of women who can feel themselves together separately mm. you know what I mean but then you introduce male perspective male gaze and it shifts things but yet we found this way and we're like slowly introducing this divine embodied masculine and and the gaze isn't shifting into a toxic masculine gaze at all yeah. and in fact the men are then coming into their bodies fully embodied fully like not giving a fuck also not trying to be sexy also not trying to like grind up on some girls you know what I mean they're just like getting weird beside us yeah and it's just so beautiful because it I mean it is like deeply sexual but like at the same time it's it's not like that's not what you're doing it for but that's I think what makes it so innately attractive yeah. on, on a person yeah yeah Oh yeah. It's been so yummy. It's been so yummy to drink it all in. And you're right. I I've thought about, cause I was thinking about like, what questions can I ask that would be like really good, hard hitting questions. Right. I had, I think I had a dream. I did have a dream last night. I just realized it, that I started interviewing people because I love interviewing people. I love asking questions. I love getting answers. I love hearing their stories. So that's really funny that it just hit me right now in this moment. Cause sometimes I don't remember my dreams until halfway throughout the day. And I do something or say something and it's like, boom, dream. Mm-hmm. Any hoozle, I was thinking about asking you if you could pinpoint and clearly there are so many moments, but before you answer, I want to say, say something, but okay. if you could pinpoint a moment where it was. I don't want to say your absolute favorite, but like a moment where it's like that's seared into your brain. Uh, and the reason why I ask that is because I've realized, and I've known this for a while, I think my love is teaching beginners, teaching people mm. new to, and it doesn't have to be to anything in particular, but I will use, for example, I used to teach beginners aerial yoga. Okay. And this is where you use the um oh shit what's it called the scarf the silk scarf it wasn't silk scarves it was made of a different material it's almost like lyra? A material lyra lyra no that's something no else. that's lyra oh i think it's lyra i'm not sure no that that's a hoop um <laughs> so it's not silks as in what you would see gosh anyways it, it it it's a hammock of sorts that's what we'll use it's a hammock of sorts and it has ways that you can do flips or stretches or all kinds of beautiful things on it. And I remember seeing sometimes the look of fear on women's faces. And sometimes it was just, a, I don't know if I can mm. do this. And to see them like literally 
I'm going to use the word explode again. They exploded <laughs> open. They were so free by the end of it because they looked, they did what they did not think they could do. And they did it inside of their bodies, right? Like we, we spend so much time fearful of what we can and cannot do, especially inside of our physical form or physical body. And then to see people realize, holy shit, I can do this. Mm -hmm. I, I did this. Mm -hmm. And so my love of teaching beginners was deeply fostered because of that. So I absolutely love teaching beginners. I myself am in a, a, a part of my personal practice where I'm like, I want to be challenged to all get out. Like mm. I want to be challenged deeply and I'm, I'm very excited to become student again. And <clears throat> excuse me. to see the look on people's faces when they realize they can do something. It could be for the very first time or maybe the very first time they've done a particular practice and they realize how innate it is. I absolutely mm. love teaching beginners. So is that one of your highlight moments that's like embodied inside your brain? I would say, yeah. Yeah, for sure. What about you? Um, okay, wait, well, I'm just going to sidestep for a second because uh, okay. this tea is the right temperature to drink and I've been smelling it and it smells sexy. It smells like a cologne I would wear, like, like mm. vetiver, earthy, the holy basil smells like really, really, Ooh, really nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm, so I downed my coffee. So I now have a mug <laughs> and I cleaned it out with a little oh, bit of water. Did you? Okay. Yeah. Cause you, I, you can't fuck up that taste together. No, no, no. Yeah. I cleaned it up with water. <laughs> I've been trying to quietly drink over here. So you didn't hear my like throat swallows. Oh, have you been able to hear me slurping? Oh no. Did it Oh, spill? It did spill. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. Everything's cool. Everything's fine. I'm going to sip for just a second. <laughs> it's all the way to the top. It's so hot. I can see it steaming. I yeah, can you see can. it steaming. Yeah. It's okay. Okay. I know you I don't like it, it that hot. It's not as hot as the steam makes it look. I'll okay. <laughs> it looks like you're outside in the snowy weather. It's steaming so much. <laughs> yeah. It's because I'm right next to a window. Oh, so the that my kitty cats love so much because they get to watch Aww. all of the animals. How sweet. They're sweet little assholes. I should put a ledge in the back of mine because I haven't been able to have the windows open for them to look out. And I think that it's making them sad. But then if I open the window, then it's too cold. Yeah. There's the window cell. On a complete side note, I'm not going to get it for them just because of these style of windows. There's a window sill for them to sit on, but there are window hammocks for cats. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I have seen good things. I'm just offering yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Like suction cups. I don't know though. I got yeah. a big boy. He might plop he right out. He is a big boy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, I love him. I love fat animals so much. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I have to be mindful to like keep them healthy, but I would let him get so fat <laughs> anyways. Okay. So what, what did you ask me? Would you ask me my, my, a moment in embodied or what do I love most? What was, no, the, what is there question? a moment this past year where it was like, I moved away from my mic. I don't know how close that was. Is there a moment this past year that you could pinpoint and go, yeah, that's, that's that shit right there. Or maybe just like something that you realized throughout this past year. Cause I technically didn't say a moment. I said okay. how I felt. So I, um, 
there's been several moments where if it's something you and I are co-creating together, we don't always have it like the schedule specified, like this thing, this thing, like bullet pointed out this thing for 45 minutes, this thing for 25. Oftentimes there's lots of wiggle room. And sometimes that wiggle room gives me anxiety, but sometimes if the, if the sun is just right in the sky, then I don't get anxiety. And then it's like fucking bliss because things will happen that we could have never never had the foreshadowing to like put it down on a piece of paper and bullet point it. And Mm -hmm. so I think, I think that falls in line with the surrendering as well, but like being surprised in the space by what the space inspires and, and having the space to like, I don't know, explore and like, but do it with a group of people because doing it solo is one thing, doing it with others makes it feel a lot more powerful and amplified. And then it like, so that's like an external moment where I'm like witnessing externally and then an internal moment. So with the drum practicing the Murdunga is like, so there's, there's several, there's been several moments. So now I'm getting more and more accustomed to it, but these moments where I'm playing the drum and they're so these two sides. So like, number one, like I'm sure my, the two hemispheres of my brain are doing things that are linking up together because I'm like basically rubbing my belly, patting my head, but in 75 different combinations very quickly. And so, so again, surrender, but there's these moments where I lose track of what my body's doing, but my body's still doing it. And there is zero conscious thought the same way that, you know, driving from your home to the grocery store that you've driven to 7 million times, there's literally no awareness of how you got there, but like, you know, that you got there, but then there's the moment that happens afterwards. So you're in the, the moment of bliss, you're clicked in. And then there's this awareness. Oh shit. I'm like, not actually driving on purpose (laughs) and then and then like the drop back into the body where you unclick from that like perfected flow state that like I I would say like constant connection with the divine or constant um it's like a dialogue that you're having like and and then with the drum it's like through this instrument which side note the murdunga is said to be a manifestation of Balaram which is Krishna's brother so he's he's an uh an an the drum itself is an embodied being to teach you about love for the divine and mm. communication and how to play, right? Because how how would a brother play, you know what I mean? Between Krishna and Balaram, like that's it's learning to love God through that lens. But I feel like I've had these moments where I've, I fall into that and and it's, it's just like the fucking best. <laughs> mm, I would love it. And I could listen to you talk about it like literally all fucking day. I love that. With you saying that, it reminded me of a moment that I was clicked in and I didn't even realize that I was doing what I was doing until afterwards. Mm. And so Mm. it was a drum circle. It was a drum (laughs) circle. It was a full moon drum and dance. Every month we have a full moon drum and dance and it's the fucking best. And each month it's a little bit different. We always have like a kick-ass playlist that we just like free dance and free drum to, or play, you can play any other instrument that we might have in the space as well. But it was, I remember it very clearly, it was the July full moon drum and dance because it was a Friday and that Sunday is when my retreat started or the retreat I facilitated started. And I... This is good. Spirit fucking took over. I don't, re- I did not in the moment. I didn't remember. I shouldn't, shouldn't say in the moment. In the moment, I think I was very aware of it. But once that moment stopped, I forgot that I did it. So we were just, we were just 
drumming and we were just dancing. And then suddenly I like walk to the center of the circle and I start seeing, and I mean like belting out just a, a tune for people to do a call and response. So like I say it and then they repeated it and then I said it and then they repeated it. And it was just like, something else was in my bones in that moment. And then mm -hmm. later afterwards, and I was collecting. So what tends to happen is after the full moon drum and dance, there's not like a rush to get out the door. Everybody's kind of coming down from the high mm -hmm. and there's conversation. And I had went into work mode because there were some things from the temple I was taking to the retreat. And so I started collecting mm -hmm. what I needed. And I kept thinking to myself, why does my throat hurt? Like, why does it feel like I've been screaming? And this was probably about an hour after it happened. And then I, just before that, Sam said that she said something to me in the effect of like, you were something else tonight. And I was like, yeah, I was. But in my brain, in that moment that I replied to that, I did not think about that particular moment of doing the call and response. And which was I fucking truly, epic, by the way. I truly, thank you. I truly feel like something broke open as a teacher inside of me that evening. And mm. it was pretty fucking epic. Like that was completely a me moment. And I love that, <laughs> love that moment. It was so yummy. It, it, we were just in it. The space itself has sufficient I would say it stays warmer in the wintertime than it does stay cooler in the summertime because we're in a very old building, mm -hmm. like built in the 1800s, does not ha have a proper HVAC system. We are blessed to be in the part of the building where we are directly above the boiler. So the room is always warm. Like it surprises me how warm it stays mm -hmm. like in deep, deep winter when it's like crazy negative degrees. Yeah. Then you get chilly and you have to bundle up a little bit but we, it doesn't have a proper AC unit. And so we were like sweaty and we were, it was a full crowd. Like we were asses to elbows and it was mm. just everything. Thank you for letting me gush about the full moon drama dance. Yes. That was a good one. It was a good one. Okay. So next question, where, yeah. where do you see the next year taking us? I thank you for that question. It's a great question. Okay. So this first year, it was really a lot of let's throw some shit at the wall and see what sticks. Right. And it was figuring out our audience. It was figuring out our marketing. Holy hell. Figuring out marketing is like a beast. It's a beast. It's a beast. It's a beast. Um, I think we did a lot of I think as we have rounded down towards the end of the first year, we started refining everything. We did a lot of one-offs, mm -hmm. a lot of one, like, like one-time workshops, um, which I think rightfully so. I think the first year it needs to be what's going to draw in our audience mm -hmm. where we can invest the least amount of time to gain the most amount to, to come in for, for being able to pay our bills, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> this next year... We're putting a lot into programming that is uh, an investment by way of not only monetary, but time. So we're playing around with the idea of, so we have a few four-week series, and then there's also like this big mamma jamma that is 26 weeks. It's going to be a really big like time investment. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm excited about that one. I hope that we have, so everything that we do, 
we try to have a minimum to make it worth the investment of the facilitator that's outside of us. And uh, so we have to be conscious that if there's not enough people that sign up, realistically, it's not worth their time to continue to go forward. So that's definitely something that we have to always keep in mind. But I'm excited about seeing the recurring magic that could happen inside the space. Mm-hmm. So I think that's going to be one a lesson that we're going to te- be taught very deeply in this next year is learning and understanding how we can have um, recurring single events that but that are recurring. So I'm interested in seeing how that's going to go. Mm. And I feel like there was something else that I was going to say, and it might come back to me. So I'm going to extend that question to you. Okay. Yeah. So. So what I heard from you was like deeper wisdom instead of like one pop off, like random fun things we're investing in deeper wisdom. I love that. Thank you for taking all of those words (laughs) and boiling it down to the two that really matter. Thank you. (laughs) You said it so beautifully. You inspired me. Yes. Um, Oh, so for the next year, I see, I see less like. Mm, less of the, I don't want to say mundane, but like menial, uh, tasks. We, we have figured out systems. We are efficient with things. We know what works and what doesn't. And now we're in a place where we can hand those things off to other people who would like to hold them so that we can be free to create more. So I see it. I see it as the, um, eight of pentacles. I see it as us, like doing the work that is art and like creating with our hands and like, like feverishly creating, like, Mm -hmm. like mastering things that we do with our hands. Um, Like you and and I individually, like as uh, like, like you and I together, right. As like artists with like vulva casting and like with drums and things like that. But I also think individually, like what I am creating with my hands, what you are creating and Mm. what we can facilitate for other people to be creating with their hands. Mm -hmm. Um, which I think is a nice contrast to like wisdom tradition stuff anyways. Right. Which is like all heady. And then if you're creating with your hands, you're obviously in your body and, and more in your heart. Um, and let's see what else i think bigger bigger leaps of faith and then stepping into bigger fears Mm, i like that i like that is there a program or something that you have been wanting to do in the space or for the space that really has your heart singing that you would like to So I, like you like to teach beginners. I really like to teach teachers. I love it. I love it so fucking much. It's number one, it's way easier. In some some ways it's way easier. Um, But, but in other, it's just, it's so rewarding. It's rewarding to teach somebody's like how, how you were saying somebody doesn't think they can do something and then they do it. Right. And then they, you see them light up because they've done it. There's it's like that, but I can't say on a higher level, but it's like cracked out when they facilitate for, you know, a handful of people 30 minutes after they learned something you know what I mean? Mm. They not only have they embodied it, but then they take it out and then they offer it to the world and then they see an impact and they they can feel it and they like know that it makes a difference. So then all of the medicine and magic that I want to work instead of me doing it person to person, 
person to person, person to person. It's me to a group, that group to a group, the group to a group to a group to a group. Mm. And then it's going to, it just ripples out bigger. And, and it's just like so fucking fun because people, people are so inspiring and my brain is so limited. And if I have a group of 10 people who are thinking of the same thing, they're going to be thinking of it 10 different ways. And then they're going to express it. I may be like, here's the thing to chew on and learn and feel and practice. And then they're like, great, shoot on it. I have now received nourishment and now I'm going to offer it back out. And it's 10 separate meals that you get. You know what I mean? After you give them the ingredients, it's so it's, uh, yeah. So I would like to teach teachers more. I'd like to put, it just is more, um, it's a bigger commitment. It's a bigger commitment of my time and my intention. And then also it's, it's definitely a bigger leap of faith. Cause it's, it's one thing to have like a drum and dance where I'm like, Oh, people like to drum, people like to dance, but to, to teach teachers, it's like, I have to step into the fear of like, are people willing to spend their money to learn from me, to be able to teach whatever, whatever they like from my perspective or from my base of knowledge, you know what I mean? And it's way Mm -hmm. more personal. And so it feels bigger and scarier, but I, I do feel like I have more to offer in that arena, or at least I'm feeling called to offer more. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, with you saying that it made me realize that I've never taught teachers the way that you have. So I would be very excited because we have talked about creating week-long immersive experiences to receive mm-hmm. certification in. Um, yeah, we should. In, 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 we really should. And I was literally <laughs> we are going having, to do that. We are yeah, doing it. <laughs> I was literally just having visions of how it would be during the day and then the difference. Yeah, I had visions and it was really <laughs> yummy visions. So we're going to do that. Uh, the shit, there was something else I was going to say about what I'm, oh, 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 yes, 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 yes. So we did not open the temple to be a yoga studio. That was not our goal. Um, yoga in the classic sense and the physical sense and the asana sense, there are many yoga studios in the Dayton area that have that on lockdown. They do a fantastic job at what they're doing. And there was no reason to try to compete with them, but that also Sam and I both 500 hour certified yoga instructors, yoga as in the asana is not where our hearts are. Now, with that being said, I knew that we needed to have a weekly class where movement was an option. So I did start offering that, but I realized that I was leaning into while I, while I love teaching movement, but not in a classic yoga, like if you were to walk into any yoga studio, not necessarily in that capacity, um, like I, I prefer ecstatic movement where it's just like moving the body for the joy of moving it and moving the body as a celebration and not a, not a punishment because that's the way it should be. I realized that I was, had moved away from like where my heart really wanted to go, which is the doing, like making things with our hands, learning things with our hands, learning what I see as useful knowledge so that we can be a little bit more self-sufficient as humans in this world. Mm -hmm. And so I'm really, the two programs as of right now that I'm crazy, crazy excited for. So we're going to continue to do the candlelight dinners because they're just too good not to do it. Mm -hmm. They're just too good not to do it. So we're going to continue with that. However, I am also rolling out two classes where it's the physical making of something. And like, I'm not a wood burner by any means, but damn it, if I'm not excited to do this. So one (laughs) of the things that I will be offering this year is 
making your own Celtic wheel of the year as a wooden wheel. So the idea is that you can come in, get your supplies and make it one time or make one slice of the pie, as you could say, and then go home and do it all on your own. Or you can continue to come back every time we have a gathering because we'll, we'll be doing intention setting. We'll be doing a little bit of spell work. We'll be doing some honoring to the season itself. So I'm really excited about that. And basically what it is, is that you'll create out of a, a circle, a wooden circle, you'll create eight slices, each one to honor a Sabbath. And so like for Litha, you can have fire and you can have sunflowers. You can have like uh, everything that you might experience in those hot, hot summer days as a representation of it. And then as you move into Maybon or Lamas or Lunasa, however you prefer to see that holiday, with leaves and with cornucopias and with abundance because Maybon is actually the proper time of the year to have Thanksgiving because it's harvest time. And so mm -hmm. it's time to give thanks anyways. And so I'm really excited for that one. And the other one, I literally, it just came to me this past week. Now I would not say I'm an expert um, herbalist or apothecary person, but I would say that I'm very knowledgeable in it. And I realized that I'll say this, what I love one of the things that I love about teaching beginners is because it's a perfect comeback to the basics for me as, as a human. When mm -hmm. I was in theater performance, my acting one teacher said that he absolutely loves teaching acting one because it forced him to focus on the basics because you start doing things and you, of course you want to expand and learn and try new things, but coming back to the basics sometimes is like the perfect reset, right? And so I've realized that I love the, I love teaching basics because it brings you back to it. So I've mm -hmm. decided that this, this upcoming year, while it's technically, it could be seen as one-off gatherings, it will be a recurring, uh, experience where I will also be anchoring into the seasons and associating that with herbalism and associating that with, uh, the crone or not the crone archetype, but the, the feminine archetype because it's going to be more than just made in mother crone it's going to be made in wild woman mother queen crone mm -hmm. so i'm going to be anchoring into those archetypes and the seasons so for example we're coming up on winter and winter is the shadow season it's the dark time of the year it is the crone season it is going in and internally loving on yourself and setting yourself as an example because once people see oh, wait a minute, I can do that. It gives them permission then to also be that too. And what a beautiful freedom that is because we're told to go, 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 do, do, do mm -hmm. our winter times and our bodies as humans, we were not evolved to keep, mm -hmm. I'm, keep doing, doing, doing. Are we, are we blessed in this day and age that we have the opportunity to go and do? Yes, absolutely. And also we never let our bodies and our minds have true rest that mm -hmm. it needs mm -hmm. for the remainder of the year. Thanks for listening to my TED talk, Sarah. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited about the wooden wheel of the year. I'm excited. I'm excited about all of it, leaning mm -hmm. into more of it. Yes. On purpose. Yeah. So I'm, I'm drinking the tea and I just got this like beautiful fruity note. It was really oh. lovely. It was really lovely. I don't know what it could have been, but it was good. Hmm. What about you? How are you feeling it? The tea? Yeah. Cause uh, we started to talk about it, but we never actually finished talking about it. It, I, I really enjoy it. It is very, um, it's hearty. Yeah. 
Yeah. And woodsy um, and warming, mm. but not in the way that like cinnamon ginger are warming, warming in the way that like the smell of evergreens when it's frosty outside, the way that's warming. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is a good description. Beautiful. What are we, are we at an hour? What time is it? It's 1030 our time. I don't know. We started just after 930. Oh, okay. All right. Will you feel complete? I think I do feel complete. Okay, great. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Till next time. Yeah. <laughs> Deuce. <laughs>